All right. Welcome back. We are going to start uh, going through the McDonough group. So the McDonough group is made up of Pittsburgh, Plainview, South Bend, and Yuma. Uh, and so let's go ahead and jump in with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the 12th team coming into the season. Uh, they lose the 55-75 class, uh, which was their worst class uh, based on rankings, and then gained the 726 class, which is either their best or their second best class Um which is pretty incredible. And then they play Waterloo in uh, their out-of-region games. And so really interesting squad, deep squad here in Pittsburgh with Coach Pete. Uh, what do you got on them, J.D.? Yeah, I mean, they're clearly a, a very talented team and had a outstanding freshman class, including uh, taking uh, Ethan Winger, who's a guy I was in on in a two-and-two two tie. So kind of tough to see him be a part of this class and probably the worst of those three incoming big. So he may not really factor in much in their plans until at least his senior year. So um, always stings a little bit when you see a, a guy that you could have used uh, going mm-hmm. to that kind of group. But um, yeah, you're talking about a team that, you know, they are replacing a uh, divine McDonough from the, from the starting lineup, but um, he seemed like a kind of like your senior role player scored mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, you know, played some defense, but not a completely irreplaceable guy. Uh, their big issue last year was, you know, just lack of size in the post and, and they addressed that and then some with this incoming class. Uh, and they already had Sean Kenny, who was, you know, just an outstanding uh, center, you know, 17 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks a game. So they didn't even need anyone to come in and start. They just needed someone who wasn't 6'5 or 6'6 to, to back up him and Mateo uh, uh-huh. Northern. Uh, so obviously kind of hit the jackpot a little bit in recruiting. Andrew Payne looks to be the best of those guys coming in. 12 points, 10 rebounds, three blocks. He's probably factoring in at the power forward spot. And then, um, you know, Tillman and Winger, both good players as well. They're going to they're gonna play. So um, this could be a lineup that goes big. Uh, one of those guys maybe starts a small forward in a big lineup. And then you're also looking at Christopher Betts, you know, bringing the scoring from the, from the wing at, you know, 25 points a game, 60% true shooting. Just a, you know, maybe not a great defender, but uh, at least not on steals, steals wise, but puts up a lot of points for him. So, um, you know, anytime you can take your biggest weakness, be in front court depth and, and replace it and, and improve it. Um, definitely a lot to be excited about uh, for them this season. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I mean, this team went from like fairly small outside of their two sophomores who, who started in six ten and six eleven in Northern and Kenny to like pretty big. <laughs> they had two six ten guys and a six eleven guy. I, I think you're right. I, I actually see Andrew Payne as like an enormous small forward. Uh, just cause he, he seems to have decent, decent enough hands, uh, plays pretty good defense, you know, even gets a steal a game. Um, they could just go absolutely enormous and just not let anyone near, uh, the rim here in, uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, this, this team has a lot of flexibility. It'll be really interesting. Like you said, to see who slots into that small forward position, if they continue to go small with one of their wings on the bench or they go just enormous with Andrew Payne here. Um, yep. Yeah, I think I think going big is definitely going to be the way to go. I mean, their their bench last season didn't really contribute a whole lot. I mean, looking down the list, I mean, three point seven points was the the high water mark as far as uh, points go. Um, strong defensive team uh-huh. though. I mean, uh, you know, forty three percent shooting from their opponents and um, the rebounding is definitely going to go up. Uh, blocks, uh-huh. you know, they were um, that's going to go up. So. You can see this team taking a, a big leap defensively from already being pretty strong, um, right. de- depending on kind of how the backcourt defense goes. Because you know Sean Steele didn't really 
play all that great on the defensive end as well. So definitely, if you know, if you're looking at a question mark for this team, it will be uh, the backcourt defense. Yep, hundred percent agree. I mean, how's your name, Sean Steele, and you can't play defense? Like, come on, man. But uh, yeah, maybe at this hands, you know, two to one ATO for a point guard. I mean, obviously that's not terrible. There's definitely worse in the league, but uh, right, right, steel hands. Yeah, yeah, there it is. All <laughs> right, <laughs> let's go ahead and go to uh, Plainsview. So Plainsview uh, gets rid of the one forty one one sixty four class and adds the thirty forty four class. So they are now second in the power ranking coming into the season. Um, they have a pretty hard out of uh, region schedule though. So they play the Las Vegas team that added a ton of offensive power. Like I said, they play Scottsdale who comes in 26 and then they play us who uh, just added three bigs um, who are pretty good this year too. And so uh, Plainview, really, really good ranked team, the butt sniffers. But uh, what do you see here in Plainview coach? So Plainview is an interesting team for me to look at because they're obviously an extremely talented team. You know, we look at across the board with all their classes. Um, It seems like, though, even with the accumulation of talent, the one thing they really haven't been able to do, and I'm sure they've been trying with some of their ties, but they haven't really landed that, you know, that stud big guy in the middle of the the lineup. I mean, Nathan Sheen's not a terrible player by any stretch. You know, he split time there at center last season, Um, but you know, of course, Ethan Shepard's a great power forward, though. I mean, 17 points, nine rebounds, plays defense, can pass the ball. So he's a great power forward. Um, Michael Davis, very, you know, a strong all-around player on the wing as well. 16 points, six rebounds, you know, great hands, plays defense as well. Um, and then I'm kind of curious to see um, Caleb LeGuerre coming in from the freshman ranks, if he's a guy that's going to take over one of the, the starting spots. Uh, Ian Hunt, you know, Decent hands, scored a little bit, but doesn't look like a guy that would be irreplaceable depending on how good LeGuerre is. And um, and then, you know, Larson in his freshman season, kind of similar 10 points, played a little bit of defense. But, you know, LeGuerre seems like a guy that uh, could be better than at least one of those guys. So you probably figure he's coming into the starting lineup um, to improve the, you know, the backcourt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the one thing that would make this team scary would be, you know, someone in a post presence uh, defensively and on the boards to – really strike some fear into people, which is one thing that, you know, for such a talented team, they don't have. Yep. Yep. hundred percent agree. I mean, you even look at what they did last year. They initially started Ethan Shepard at the center position. Um, and then things were not going well uh, for coach butt sniffer. Uh, so they move him up to power forward and put Sheen in uh, to get a bit of a bigger lineup. But even then, I mean, they struggled in the NTT. Uh, I think they've lost the last four games. I They might've gone. I've got to look, but they might, I think they went one and five in the uh, NTT last year. And so it's a team with a lot of talent, but it's hard. Like you said, it's hard when you don't have that standout, like take over when the game is close against the best teams kind of guy. And so I think this is a really, really talented team, a really deep team. Uh, but I think it's going to come down to the, their last game against Pittsburgh um, in the, uh, for them to win this group, which we'll yeah. talk about. Yeah, we'll talk more about that coming up. Yeah, definitely, obviously, all-around great team. They're going to win a lot of games this year. So not to, you know, make light of, of the center spots. They're definitely a good team. So totally. um, definitely a strong team that, you know, should very much be, you know, a, a, a tournament team uh, from this group. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and so we're going to go to the second half of this group. So this group is not as deep as the other ones. I mean, it's deep in terms of coaching. Our last two coaches here are Coach uh, Tim Whelan and uh, – Yuma with coach cheese. Um, but both coaches have just had some pretty significant, significantly bad luck in, uh, terms of recruiting. And so South bend 
that's the first team we're going to talk about. They come in 141st on the year. They graduated the 198-184 class and add the 158-148 class. Um, and then they play in their out-of-region games, Flagstaff and Honolulu. So, so some pretty tough games. Uh, what do you see in South, South Bend, Coach? Yeah, so definitely talent-wise, a step down from the from the top two teams here in, in this region. Um, you know, and you're looking at replacing a couple of seniors um, from that squad last year, and you know, not really getting the standout you know incoming players that you were hoping for. So, you know, I think at Power Forward, you know, they grad- graduated Nicholas Cranford, and I do think that you know Blake Teat seems like a guy that can step in and um, and play well at that spot can score a little bit, uh, but strong on the boards, plays great defense. So I think he's a guy that will slot well into the lineup and give him a little bit more size. So that's one thing to like. And then, um, you know, you're looking, if you're looking at, at this team and where they're going to go, you got, you got to look at Patrick Cavanaugh, um, six foot shooting guard. So it's not the most ideal, but he's played pretty well in 19 points, you know, one and a half steals per game, shot the three pretty well. So um, they're really going to be heavy, heavily reliant on him and in his scoring ability. Um I do think Christopher Anderson uh, is the guy that's going to step in into the point guard spot. So at least for the graduating seniors, I think they're a freshman that can come in and kind of replace that production. But, you know, as a whole, you know, they need to get more talent to, you know, to get a deeper lineup, uh, maybe a, uh, maybe a better standout overall player to compete with uh, the top teams in this group. Yep. hundred percent agree. I mean, outside of teats, they just didn't add much with the freshmen. And so, I mean, Jaden Flam, I guess he's a, he's at least a decent uh, defending and rebounding big with uh, 3.3 offensive rebounds per game and, and 2.9 blocks, but I think he's just a backup big. And so they're really going to have to milk Teats for all he's worth uh, in order for this team to do uh, Very nice. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, so, but I think it's going to be a tough go for, for South Bend, um, the Orcas of the East, uh, even if they have at least some talent returning. Um, okay, let's go to the last team of this region. So we've got the Yuma favorite deputy uh, out of Conference 32, coached by Cheese uh, or Cheese Brewer 3. Uh, they come in ranked 168th on the year. They lose the 94-136 class and add the 184-211 class. So I haven't had a chance to talk to Cheese, but I'm pretty sure they – I don't know if they just added one guy from their net or what happened here. Um, but they face uh, Culver City and Nashville in their um, out-of-region games. So what do you have here on Yuma? Yeah, so, of course, looking at recruiting rankings, um, you know, definitely a disappointment. You know, I don't know where, you know, what their, who their targets were and who they missed out on. But that being said, for being such a lowly-ranked class, I think there is some, some talent there. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. Anthony Berkowitz, I mean, 20 points, plays a little bit of defense. The name sounded really familiar when I saw him, so I don't know if I maybe had him somewhere in my net. Um, that I was looking at that I you know, didn't pursue because he's either maxed or, you know, way beyond where I was at, mm-hmm. but he's a guy that you're, you're definitely going to look at putting in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you're replacing Camden, Kathy, uh, Kathy, however he wants to have his name pronounced. <laughs> so you need to replace his scoring production and, and Berkowitz is a guy that you're going to hope can, can do some of that. Um, you know, Kyle Stevenson scored nine points off the bench and only um, 10 minutes for game of shooting guard. So definitely need to replace some, some backcourt production there. Um, but Benjamin Walker also seems like a guy that's got a decent all-round game. Not a huge score, but can score. Um, good hands. Not maybe not much on defense, but he's a guy that can you know step in and at least give you some points off the bench a little bit. And then um, and Russell Martinez, you know the best attribute is scoring. But you know for a team that 
doesn't have a ton of size. Um, actually, their lamp's a little funky, so they do have some some big players. But he he could be a guy that maybe um, could slot in at a small forward or back up small forward, at least provide some some points. So uh, again, I don't know about defense there, but at least you're getting some guys that for having the recruiting rankings, I think can uh, can definitely contribute. Uh, but with this team, I mean, you're looking at what can Ethan Reese do. I mean, that's your star player, mm-hmm. 27 points, nine rebounds, a little bit of defense, but definitely not his forte. Um, but he was asked to kind of take it easy on that end so he can you know score on the other side. So um, they at least have a legitimate star player who's only a sophomore to build around. So um, something that you can look forward to and you know see how he does in, in this group. Yep, hundred percent agree. I mean, uh, they like they are going to finish better than the one hundred sixty eighth team. Like, I, I have no doubts about that, and might even have a chance at the conference thirty two um, title. But but I still think that like this is going to be a tough group for them to win with Pittsburgh and Plainview here, who kind of outmatch them in other areas. And and Cheese has been looking for some efficient efficient scores um, to add around. Uh, Camden Cathy. And so he did get that in Ethan Reese. Like Ethan Reese is definitely a snake in the boot of the other teams. Um, and he might, that might be true for Anthony Berkowitz as well. But I, I just think that like uh, his guys are a little too specialized and not sort of like all around guys, like some of these other top end teams have. So. Yeah. And I guess the one other player that we didn't touch on yet, I mean, Nicholas Tim- Timmerman, you know, yeah. incoming senior point guard, I mean, 10 assists, you know, great assist turnover ratio and mm-hmm. play strong defense. So as far as like pass first point guards go, it's, you know, it's tough to do better than that. Um, so he's a guy worth watching. So, you know, I actually do like this team, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, I, I do think, well, well, we'll talk about predictions in a moment, but I think they can, I think they can finish third in this group, you know, not mm-hmm. looking at schedule too close, but th- there's things here to like, um, but, they're just not as deep as the, the top end teams. Right. Right. Yep. hundred percent agree. Uh, so let's, let's go ahead and jump into predictions. Uh, what do you have for this group? So I think Pittsburgh is uh, definitely the, the team to beat here. Um, mm-hmm. Plainview is, you know, a little bit more talented overall, but as we spoke about earlier, um, Plainview's weakness is at the center position and that's, you know, that's Pittsburgh's strength. So, Whenever you're putting those two teams together, how are they going to slow down Sean Kenny and uh, and the backcourt's just going to have to be you know super special to really overpower you know, Pittsburgh you know to win that game. I think it's going to be a great game. These are both teams that are going to be in the the PNTT playoffs, but you know, I think Pittsburgh's going to come out on top just because they have that the depth in the front court that no one else in this region really has. And then um, as I just alluded to a moment ago, I think Yuma is going to finish third here. I think Berkowitz comes in plays well as a freshman. I think they can. Um, you know, step. I think they can get ahead of South Bend. Yep, yep. I I have the exact same thing playing out. So initially, I had Plainview beating Pittsburgh in that last game, and then South Bend beating Yuma. But just even as we talked here, um, I just think Pittsburgh is going to win out at that center position, like you said. Uh, and Plainview's sort of like track record last year in returning all their starters and struggling with NTT teams. Uh, I think that they're going to struggle in that last game going up against Pitt. But I do think that those two teams, like it's going to come down to that last game uh, for them um, uh, on like who gets to go to the the playoffs there. So pretty exciting. So I have Pittsburgh at five and one, Plainview at four and two, South Bend at one and five and Yuma at two and four, potentially three and three, depending on how their game against Culver City goes. So that is, oh, no, let's talk about uh, guys to watch. We we mentioned a lot of guys, but anyone sticking out to you? Yeah, so. 
I mean, I think Sean Kinney and Ethan Reese are you know, your top guys from, from this region. Um, yep. Not probably of the three groups we talked about tonight, not quite the same level of star power as some of the other groups, but still some really good players here. Like I said, Kinney and Reese, very good players. Christopher Betts is your best guy in the backcourt with his scoring ability. And then you throw in Ethan Shepard and Michael Davis are really good players as well. So I think those are probably your, your top five players you're, you're looking for from this group. Yep, yep, 100% agree. Those were the guys I had, so not much to add there. Um, well, we're wrapping up with you, Coach J.D. Anything else on the PNTT, your team, uh, League 31 in general? Um, I mean, n- nothing specifically other than, you know, League 31 is, is, is as fun as it is. Obviously, it's a competitive league with uh, a lot of active coaches, but everything that, you know, you and Kyle have done, getting this group up and running, um, you know, with all the podcasts and everything for – the super nerds like me and some of the others to really get into. It makes it a lot of fun. Um, I mean, you know, talking to my wife earlier today about, Hey, I'm going to go do this, you know, podcast tonight, you know? Um, and it's like, it's like, what's the podcast about? It's like, Oh, you know, fake basketball players. And you know, <laughs> so like, it's a, uh, it, it's interesting, but obviously, you know, we all nerd out about different things and mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of fun. All the work that you, know, you guys put into it uh, just makes the, the league really enjoyable. So, um, you know, just always, I just, it just makes me really hope that we can stay competitive so that, hmm. uh, you know, we can always be like a, a talking point in, in these types of tournaments and not, not an afterthought. So, you know, this is a lot of fun. All the work that gets put into by everyone that does the podcast and everything else, it just uh, makes all this a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate all those words. And I mean, I have no doubts that you're going to stay a competitive coach. I mean, all, all of the leagues that I'm in with you, you, you have really good teams. And so, uh, love getting to see what uh, your guys in Clearwater typically do. And and I'm telling you, I'm predicting them as a first round exit this year, just so you can't go out around earlier than what I say. Um, yeah. So no, I'm going to put on the next uh, 24 hours here trying to figure out who my fifth starter will be through the, through the scrimmages, but it'll be a fun year. So yeah, definitely sure. looking forward to seeing how things come together. Yeah, totally. And, and also shout out to coach uh, Jesse, uh, JKB. I mean, honestly, I, I do all the easy things for this tournament. I'm usually like, yeah, I'll jump onto the podcast, but Jesse and Kyle do all the organization for who's playing who, and they have all the spreadsheets. And I, I, I said, I would log into the spreadsheets. I haven't done it once. So <laughs> shout, shout out to them. I'm, I'm just a voice who likes the attention. So. <laughs> yeah. But, well, we're, we're the narcissist. That's a, that's what we like. Exa- to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this coach JD. Uh, thanks for listening everybody. And you will be hearing from me and coach cheese on the Washburn seven and Eddie groups here pretty soon. So have a good night and we'll talk to you later.